I'm going to present just a, a, a soft key verse here, meaning uh, I might talk about a whole bunch of different stuff today, but th- this is in general just some thoughts that I had in prayer yesterday. I also do want to uh, echo what my wife said earlier today. Uh, if you, uh, we asked uh, many of you to fast and pray with us this weekend, and I want to say thank you. We had some issues Wednesday night. We could not have service. Uh, some things going on with the building and the city, and they're just kind of, you know, <laughs> they seem like they don't know what they want to do with us. So, um, you know, they're still, we know that God, it's all in God's hands, right? And uh, I tell you, I've stressed enough over it. I just gave it to the Lord in, in prayer this weekend. And that's just what we're going to do. Amen. Give it to the Lord in prayer. And uh, if, if God sees us another year in this building, praise God. If not, then we know God's going to take us someplace better than this. But at the end of the day, we're putting it in the Lord's hands. And we're going to continue to do what God wants us to do. Brother Louise, I feel like I'm a little loud if I am Feel free to turn me down. It should be Mike 1 or Pastor Mike, one of those. But Titus chapter 2 and verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Anybody thankful for the grace of God? Amen. That grace is teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Everybody say today. Some people might come to the conclusion or think to themselves, well, there's just too much sin out there to be able to live right. There's too much temptation. Hallelujah, I'm thankful that the grace of God has taught me There's not too much sin or temptation because where sin abides, grace doth much more abide. That's what the Bible says. So matter, no matter what level of sin there is in the, our culture, the Bible says that grace always wins, always wins. Praise God. And he's able to teach us today. Everybody say today. Titus 2.13, the next verse. Looking for, everybody say looking for. In the New International Version, if I'm not uh, incorrect, or the New Living Translation, one of them, it actually says looking forward for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Praise God. Hallelujah. This New Year's Day service, I'd like to preach for just a little while. This might be just a little different. Again, I don't have a lot of notes. I'm just going by what I feel God wants me to say and do. I want to talk just a little bit about this. Looking forward. Looking forward. Can we say a word of prayer right now and just ask for him to speak to us and minister to us? Lord God, we thank you already for the move of the Spirit we felt. Thank you, God, for responding to our praise and worship. Lord, as we go through this, I pray that you'd give me the words to speak. Help me to only say what you want me to say, nothing more and nothing less. Help me to only do what you want me to do, nothing more and nothing less. I pray today will be a new beginning for somebody, Lord God. A fresh start, Lord Jesus. That their life would be transformed in this service today as your grace comes in and begins to change us. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, for what you're doing and what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, would you clap your hands one more time and rejoice in him? Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. As we are joining in this new year. Uh, That word new is emphasized. Obviously, there is a sense of beginnings when we talk about the new year. There's just a general feeling of 
a restart, a refresh. And I think it is truly a great thing, but sadly doesn't always carry through. Uh, It is said that around 40% of U.S. adults make New Year's resolutions. And I did not actually go to look to see how many break them, but I believe it's within the first month most New Year's resolutions are broken. So people often in this time of year, today specifically, they start fresh. They start new. They build goals for themselves. Maybe you've thought of some goals for yourself. You've thought of, okay, you know, in the new year, I'm going to, you know, maybe uh, spend this much amount of time with my family. Maybe in the new year, I'm going to, you know, commit to trying to find this job or a new job or or to, to get a raise this much. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's exercising. Maybe you're going to lose weight. I'm thankful I've lost like 30 pounds now in the last three months. Praise God. I'm thankful for that. But maybe in the new year, that's one of your goals is you're trying to lose some weight. You want to get more healthy. You made a goal of exercising at least once a day. Truly to be attainable, these goals must be small, but also there must be a forward look as to what you want to accomplish. Am I right? Setting a goal means deciding on a particular action you want to perform or a certain result by a certain time. Sadly, we often make general goals. Well, I just, you know, I just want to lose weight. I commit in the next year to lose weight. Sadly, without a goal to reach for, it often falls away. You say, well, I just, I want to, my goal is just to spend more time with my family. Well, then you have to come to a conclusion. What do I need to do in order to achieve that goal? Am I right? Because goals in themselves are good, but without specific plans to accomplish those goals, they are easily lost. Hallelujah. And I hope today in this service, we all will come to a point where we'll say, you know what? I want to set some spiritual goals. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I want to set some spiritual goals. I I lived for myself in 2022 a little bit more than I cared for. But in 2023, I've decided I want to do more. I want to live for God in a greater capacity. I want to pray a little bit more. I want to read my Bible a little bit more. I want to go to church a little bit more. I hope for some of us we've got a mindset, I want to do it a whole lot more. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But without some specific goals attached to that, that is just simply vision without any road map. It's a, it's a, a goal without a map. You don't know where you're going. I'm asking you here today, what are your spiritual New Year resolutions? Have you decided today that your goal is to pray? I would encourage you, set a time limit on yourself. Decide you're going to wake up earlier and and make that that new time in the morning to devote it to prayer. Maybe it's Bible reading. My friend over here, he pointed this out. This is called the bread chart. It's Bible reading enriches Any day is the acronym. This right here will take you through the entire Bible in one year. All you have to do is go through, and it has every day a list of scriptures. This year, it is actually really neat because this year it is going in chronological order. Not just biblical order, but chronological order. You'll notice you'll read only a few chapters in Genesis before you'll hop over to Job because it's actually going in chronological order, giving you a fresh new perspective on Scripture, helping you to understand this. I tell you, there's been something over the last three months as I've been working, and, you know, every time you've got a new schedule, you have to figure it all out all over again, right? Right? 
And I've been trying to figure out prayer and adding Bible reading and, and family time into my life. I've gone uh, t- periods of time where I've not done my daily Bible reading. I'm still doing Bible studies and, and listening to sermons, all that stuff, but I've not done my daily Bible reading. And it's like I start to get hungry for it, almost like I'm thirsty, like I can feel dry and weary, like a desert place. Once you start reading the Bible, you'll realize how much it enriches every single day. I'm to the point now where I realize I don't want to go another day without reading the Bible. I don't want to go a single day without taking time to read Scripture. The same with prayer. You ever wonder why you start feeling like you're falling into sin and you're doing that? Here's some course corrections, some things you must ask yourself first and foremost. Am I reading my Bible and am I praying? That's my first. If you're not doing either one of those, there's a quick fix. Start doing it and you'll start seeing things change. If that does not work, then you know there's something else wrong there. And maybe you're going to have to change your your life, change your system, change the path you go to work, change the movies or TV shows you're watching or whatever it may be. Hallelujah. But it first starts with prayer and Bible. Let, Let me tell you, if I can get you to pray and to read your Bible in 2023, I believe I'd be have accomplished my goal today. Hallelujah. Because I believe this will change your life if all you do is just add 15 minutes of prayer and 15 minutes to read your Bible. Hopefully that's just the beginning and you'll grow from there. How many were willing to say, I'm going to commit to 15 minutes of prayer, 15 minutes of reading my Bible every single day? Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what the Bible says? I tell you, I don't even have notes. I'm just going off the Holy Ghost today. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. When I came to the Lord, I told him, God, I'm going to try you one more time. And I'm going to give you everything I got. Meaning I was going to pray. I was going to read the Bible. I was going to go to church. And when I did that, let me tell you, he transformed my heart. He set me anew. He allowed me to be completely changed. Hallelujah. And that was over, that was about 20 years ago now. And he's never failed me yet. And I'm still walking with the Lord. And yes, hallelujah, I still have strength struggles and fights, but I am victorious over them all because I put my trust in Jesus. Somebody put your trust in Jesus today. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Put your trust in Jesus today. So we need to set spiritual goals. I pray this morning God will convict somebody that you'll set a goal by the end of the year, to teach a Bible study. Oh, hallelujah. I pray that God would put a conviction in somebody's heart to say by the end of 2023, you will have preached your first sermon. I pray that somebody today will get it in your heart that before the end of 2023, you will have gotten more involved in some sort of ministry in the church. Before the end of 2023, you will have started to come early for prayer. Hallelujah. I'm talking about setting some spiritual goals that will change your life and change the church. Anybody ready to do it in 2023? Anybody ready to set some goals and to start fresh and to say, I'm looking forward to a greater relationship with God? And let me also communicate one other goal that I believe is essential. We always, at the beginning of the year, begin to look forward and say, well, I need to do this by this time or that time. And generally, our goals are set within a month, maybe a week, maybe a year. I want to lose this amount of weight in a week or this amount of weight in a month. Maybe a year you've got a goal. Hallelujah. Today there's something I feel heavy on my heart that I want to communicate. That is in the new year, stepping into a brand new year, we need to have our eyes looking forward 
to that great and notable day when Jesus Christ is coming back for the church. Hallelujah, this new year, this is what I'd hope to communicate to you. Let us set our sights not on these smaller goals only, but also on the larger goal. Can we remind ourselves that there's still a heaven to gain and a hell to lose? There's still a heaven that I want to make it to. I want to be on that great, notable day in the heavens with the Lord. I want to celebrate the Lamb's Supper of the the feast. Hallelujah. I want to join with him walking on streets of gold. I want to join the believers in heaven. I want to talk to Moses. I want to hang out with Paul. I want to be in heaven with all of them. Come on, this New Year's. How about we set our sights a little bit further and say this New Year, I want to make sure I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to meet the Lord. I'm ready to see him face the face. Oh, praise God. Praise God. You see, because we don't know when that time will come. And I know it seems like it's an indefinite goal. A goal where just in general we're going to do it. But no, there is a timeline. Jesus is coming back. It could be this year. It could be next year. It could be this month. I don't know when it will be, but I know we're getting close. Let me remind you, brothers and sisters, we've got to be ready for that day. And at the beginning of this new year, I think we need to set some goals that says I need to prepare my heart and I need to prepare my mind. And if there's sin in my life, I need to let it go because it's time to look forward and to meet my goal of making it to heaven. Are you ready? Are you ready here today? Are you ready? Are you ready to meet him in the sky? Are you ready if he came back tomorrow? Are you ready here this morning? Oh, hallelujah. How about we clap our hands and talk to the... Thank you, Jesus. You might want to turn Mike 3 down a little bit. Hallelujah, because I'm not done preaching yet. Praise God, for we know that 2023 was a difficult time. And if we're not careful, if we're, if we're not careful, we can allow the, the downfalls of 2022, the weaknesses of 2022, the failures of 2022 steal from us that great goal of making it to heaven. We can allow the weight of our sin to steal from us today. And we approach a sermon like this and a, and a morning like this, a service like this, and we begin to ask ourselves, can I really do that? Can I really lay aside my sin and the weights that doth so easily beset me? Can I really commit to prayer and reading the Bible when I'm so caught up with this and with that? Hallelujah. And we begin to base our future on our past. And everything we do and the goals that we set are based on the past rather than the future. This is my message to you today. Stop looking behind you and start looking ahead. Start looking forward because the grace of God is able to help you today with yesterday's issues so that you can keep moving forward unto a better tomorrow. That's what the grace of God promises for you and me. Come on, somebody stop looking behind you and start looking forward. God's got greater things for you in 2023 than he had for you in 2022. How do you know that, Pastor? It's because God doesn't go backwards. He keeps moving forward. I'm not saying everything's going to be great, but I'm saying he's going to keep moving you forward no matter what it takes if you put your trust in him. 
Yes, Jesus. Praise God. And the Bible tells us that woman, that nameless woman running with her husband in order to reach a place that will save her from destruction. I'm talking about Lot's wife. They're running, leaving their past behind. Yet on the trail, Lot's wife, that's all the Bible gives her, the only name she's given. Lot's wife turns around and looks back. And when she does, the Bible says she turned into a pillar of salt. Now, there may be a literal reason for this. It may have been a volcanic uh, eruption causing the ash to turn her into salt and all that. I don't know all the complicated details of how that would work. I just know the Bible says she turned into salt. She became crystallized salt, frozen where she was at, frozen in time. Today, unable to move forward, stuck in a path of destruction because she couldn't leave the past behind her and move forward to a new beginning. Hallelujah. That's why this morning I'm preaching, look forward. Look forward and don't look back because all your past is going to do is freeze you up and hold you in place. Every mistake you made in the past, God's not thinking about that. God's already moved forward. It's time for you to move forward. All the sins you committed in your past, God's not holding them to you. God's already moved on. It's time for you to move on. It's time for you to move forward. Hallelujah. I'm here to preach to somebody today. The past needs to be left. Stop getting stuck in your past and start looking forward to what God has for you. Oh, hallelujah. How about we rejoice in the Lord right now and tell him, God, I'm not going to get stuck in the past. So the past can hold us. But let's talk about the present. See, because the present is not uh, something that we can just leave out of this equation. Where the past may restrict us and keep us from moving forward, it is a requirement of the present to take the first step. It's not going to be in a week or a month or a year. The present is the only time you have. And if you don't decide today to make change, tomorrow is not promised to you. Hallelujah. So the past will hold you there and hold you in place. But you've got to decide today that my present is going to be successful. And though I'm looking forward, my forward vision is only moving me in the present to reach my goal. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on. Somebody's got to walk closer and closer. Today, I'm getting a little closer to heaven. Today, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Today, I'm getting a little closer to heaven. Today, I'm getting a little closer to my ministry. Today, I'm getting a little closer. Oh, I feel this is for somebody who's been pushing it off. I'll preach this time. I'll preach that time. I'll do my Bible study then. I'll come to prayer meeting then. Hallelujah. God says the present is the time to work. Why? Because grace is not given for the future. It's given for the day. That's why he says, the grace of God hath bringeth salvation up, hath appeared unto all men. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. Today is the day of salvation. Well, what about tomorrow? Will tomorrow be the day of salvation? It will when we get there. But today is the day of salvation. 
Right now is the only time you know you got. Right now, heaven has been reserved for you. Grace has been reserved for you right now. That's why the Bible says he teaches us denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We can live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. That's today. That's today. In the name of Jesus, devil, I rebuke you from telling this group that they can't do it today because of present conditions, because of people in their lives, and because of past addictions. But in the name of Jesus, I loosen their minds that they can understand that today the grace of God will help them to live soberly and righteously and godly. Oh, I'm not talking about getting rid of your sins in a week. I'm talking Talking about today's the new beginning. Today's a fresh start. Today the grace of God is taking it from you. Oh, if you believe that, would you claim it in the spirit? In Jesus' name. Come on, today you need to give away your fear. Today you need to give away your doubt. Today you need to give away your sins, your addiction. Today give it over to the Lord. And the grace of God is going to help you in this present world don't wait until the perfect conditions are there because it's not going to happen the bible doesn't say that the grace of god is going to change the present world or going to change the conditions it says he's going to help us the grace of god is going to help us to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world with all the temptation, with all the sin, with all the lust, with all the addictions, drugs, and alcohol, and cigarettes, and pornography, all of these things, God says today... (laughs) Today, everybody say today, 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 I can live holy. Today, I can give it to the Lord. Now, all of this is to say my past cannot hold me anymore. And my present, I'm moving forward so that I can make it that day when Jesus comes back. Because hear me today, if you make one goal for 2023, make it this, that you make it. If you make one goal this year, let it be this, I'm going to make it to heaven. I'm going to make it when Jesus comes back. I'm not going to be called unaware I'm not going to be caught holding my sin and my baggage, but I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Anybody looking forward today? Anybody looking forward today? (laughs) How about we stand this morning? And every one of those goals we talked about, goals to read your Bible. You know what? In the prayer room, I made a goal to read my Bible more. And I felt it. I said, okay, God, this is how I'm going to do it every day after work. I'm going to go and I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to do this. That way I can make sure I get that daily Bible reading in. And you know what I felt in the spirit? I said, you know what? I'm not going to wait till tomorrow. Today I'm going to read. Today I'm going to pray. Today I'm going to make it. Today. So what steps do you need to make today in order to make sure you're making it on that day. Perhaps today we need to repent, lay aside our sins and put it into the hands of God. Don't you know the Bible says that He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins when we confess them? This morning, I think that would be appropriate. And we're going to do communion today. So we're going to have an altar call, but we're just, I'm just going to ask you all, if everybody could come and just stand down in the altar, we're going to take some time right now 
to pray and to say, God, I give it to you. Hallelujah, Jesus, I give it to you. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. God, I want to make it. Lord, I'm not, I'm not looking at the past. And Lord, I'm not looking at present conditions today. But Lord, I'm looking at the future. I'm looking forward to that day. And I say, God, I'm going to make it. Whatever I need to do, I repent of my sins. God, I ask you to cleanse me, Lord. Wash me, Jesus. Purge me from all unrighteousness, God. <laughs> That's right. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This morning, it's okay to cry out to the Lord. <laughs> God, I know, Lord, in 2022, I lacked a little. I know I didn't come to church as often as I wanted. I didn't pray or read my Bible, but today, today, God, this first day of 2023, I'm looking forward. I'm not getting distracted by what today may bring, but, Lord, I'm looking forward to what you want to do. I'm looking forward to what you want to do in my life. So I make commitments today. I make a commitment to change. I make a commitment to give my heart to you. I make a commitment to give my life to you. Lord, if there's any lacking, I give you that lacking. I commit to coming to church. I commit to reading my Bible. I commit to praying. Lord, I turn my sin and my weaknesses over to you. In the name of Jesus, just for another minute, can we continue to pray? We're going to do communion, but just another minute. Pour out your spirit, Lord. Pour out your spirit, God. Pour out your spirit, Lord.
Here's what I'd like to do now. Praise the Lord before we move on into communion. I'd like to rejoice in what God is going to do in us. This isn't just an emotional God. I'm going to do this, this, and that. But can we rejoice in what He's going to do? Because we know He's going to honor our sacrifice. And He's going to honor our commitment. Hallelujah. There's some of you, you're going to pray somebody through to the Holy Ghost for the first time. Some of you are going to sing your first solo. Some of you are going to preach your first sermon, teach your first Bible study. Hallelujah. Can you stand right now and say that in the name of Jesus? I rejoice in what you're going to do. Lord, I claim it in the name of Jesus. I'm going to see souls saved. Lord God, I'm going to become a strong member of the church. I'm going to be part of ministry, Lord, that I never was before. Come on, as a church, we're going to see more people get the Holy Ghost this year than ever before. We're going to see more people get baptized in the name of Jesus. We're going to see more people repent of their sins. More people used in the ministry. More people discipled than ever before in the name of Jesus. We claim it and rejoice in it today, Lord. Hallelujah, and it is with that spirit today that we're going to partake in communion. A spirit not of somberness, but in rejoicing in what the Lord has done. Today, we celebrate communion as Jesus did with his disciples that night, that great night before his crucifixion as he sat down to enjoy a Passover feast. He sat with his disciples. If you could go turn the music down, maybe. The purpose today of the Lord's Supper is to remember the life and death of Jesus Christ for our salvation. I think that's a pretty good thing at the beginning of this year. The bread as you see before you, and the cup, they do not constitute Christ's literal body because we know that Christ was bodily present when he served the bread and the cup on that day. Thus, the bread and cup are emblems of Christ's presence. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Verse 26, I do believe I put that in there, Louise. I got Louise running around today. Can we clap our hands for Brother Louise and all he does? Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Kavan is out today with friends for the New Year's, and uh, so he's kind of filling his shoes, and he's doing a great job. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty six. For as often as ye eat this bread, this is Jesus speaking, and drink this cup, Ye do show the Lord's death till he come. That word show means proclaim. Today, this is a proclamation. We're declaring, I still believe in Jesus. And I still believe he died on the cross for me. And I still believe he rose again three days later. And he says, do this till he comes. I'm looking forward, and I'm going to keep doing this until Jesus comes back. I'm going to continue to keep Jesus in my heart. Verse 27, wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. What does that mean? Well, I believe today, if you have sin in your life that you've not repented of, meaning there's things you know you're going to go home and you're going to get right back in those things, I would suggest that you either repent of them or you turn around, you go sit back down. And, I, you know, we don't, 
Well, nobody's going to be looking. Nobody's going to be taking notes who's sitting down or not. But he says not to do this unworthily. If you do, you become guilty of the body and the blood. Verse 28, but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself because he's not correctly discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, verse 30, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep or spiritually have fallen away from God because they were not taking seriously this act right here. I believe that this is a very serious act. Again, and we do it in rejoicing, but we also recognize the importance of it. So I'd like to, right now, before we do anything else, I'd like to say a word of repentance. And we're all going to do this. And this is your opportunity to give it over to the Lord. If there's things you have yet to give over to Him, this is it right now. This is where we do it. Let's do that. Come on, let's hear some voices right now talking to the Lord, oh God. Lord Jesus, you see my heart, Lord. Right now I examine myself. I recognize that, God, I am not a perfect person that God, even this week, I have failed. I've messed up. I've done things, Lord Jesus, I shouldn't have. Lord, but today I repent of those things. I put them in your hands. I turn away from my sins. And though I recognize I'm always going to be flesh and I'll always fight this flesh, today I make a commitment that I'm going to live holy in your sight, God. I confess that I am a sinner and I ask you to forgive me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me for my mistakes. Forgive me for my mess-ups. Forgive me when I knowingly sinned, knowing it was against your word. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me today of all unrighteousness in the name of Jesus. Oh. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I give it to you. I give it to you. I've had people say, well, pastor, how do I know that I've repented? How do I know I'm not going to sin again? I I tell them, listen, you're going to sin again. Let me solve that for you. Repentance isn't a, a, an idea that says I'm going to be perfect for the rest of my life. As long as we've got this right here, flesh, we're going to mess up. We're going to sin. We're going to fail. Repentance is a direction. Whereas I'm walking toward sin, when I repent, what I'm doing is I'm putting my back toward sin and I'm walking toward God. It's not a commitment to never, ever sin ever again, but it's a commitment that says I'm not going towards sin. I don't ever want to sin again. I put sin behind me. Now I'm searching for you, Jesus, and I'm committing my life to you, God. Anybody here today can say you're giving your life to Jesus. You've changed directions. Now you're going toward him. Now when we do this, it is important to proclaim the Lord's death continually until he comes, he says. Celebrating the Lord's Supper should remind us that Jesus is coming back again. And we've got a responsibility to continue until he does. I think that's a great word, continue. I pray God puts that in your spirit. No matter what happens to you this week, continue. No matter what happens to you this month, continue. No matter what happens to you this year, let's come back again 2024 and celebrate another year in the glory of the Lord. Amen. Let's continue. Now with all being said, I do want to suggest and we don't have the Sunday school out here now. They may join us. But parents must decide for their own children if they uh, should partake in this or not. You know the heart of your children. Again, they're not here 
So we'll move forward with that. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. If we could right now, I'm going to ask Sister Judish, if you could hand these out. Do not eat of it yet. Just make sure everybody gets that one. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and do that as well. So everybody just take one and just hold it in your hands. We do this ceremony again. This isn't to say that there's something miraculous about the bread or miraculous about the blood. But there is something miraculous about the understanding of what Jesus has done. And I tell you, I've seen miracles take place in the middle of communion. I've seen lives be completely changed and transformed as people begin to think and consider the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I personally was healed. Uh, I had a, uh, an issue with my eyes, a little tick, and I kept blinking, and you, you see every now and then it comes back. It was really bad one time. I was blinking. I couldn't stop blinking. I couldn't keep my eyes open. And in the middle of communion, I just said, God, when I take this, I believe you're going to heal me. And I took of it. All of a sudden, my eyes opened. And I no longer had that tick. And I was able to look around. Hallelujah. So this morning, again, there's nothing powerful about these things specifically. But the understanding that we're partaking in the Lord's body and what the Lord has done. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. He wants us to consider the body, this body that was broken. Isaiah 53 and 4 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet he did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Today, let us consider the body that was humiliated. The body that was spit upon. The body that was hit in the face. The head that held the thorns which they pressed down upon it. The back that was whipped and left with strips of open wounds. The body that carried that cross down Calvary Street. The body that was hung on a cross by simply nails in his wrists and his feet. That body that was pierced in the side where water and blood came out. It is that body today which we partake in. Can we thank him for the body right now? Jesus, we thank you. For your body, we thank you for the body that was slain. We thank you, Lord God, for the sacrifice you committed. The giving of that body, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. If you can now, let us partake of that body, just the bread. Let's partake of the body. Oh, thank you, Jesus.
1 Corinthians 11.25. After the same manner, also took Jesus the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Ephesians 1.7 tells us, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. The only reason today we can lay our sin and our past behind us is because of the blood. Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes afar off, have been made nigh by the blood of Christ. The only reason we're part of the church and we're part of this kingdom is the blood. Hebrews 9, 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Our future is secure because of the blood. And finally, revelations chapter 1 and 5 it says and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood you're only who you are today in Christ because of the blood the only future you have it's because of the blood can we thank him right now for his blood. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, God, for the blood that was spilled. Though, Lord, I'm sorry you had to spill it. I thank you, Lord, for that blood that ran down your face from the thorn, the blood that ran down your back from the stripes, the blood that ran down your, your arms and your feet, Lord, from the, the nails. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for shedding your blood for me. Thank you, Lord, for the rivers that still flow, the blood that still washes us white as snow. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. If we may now, let's partake of that blood. That's all right if we want to just lose ourselves right now in prayer and praise. Oh, Jesus.